Hi, and welcome to The After Show, a new weekly podcast by Apre, a digital platform that connects experienced professional women with companies seeking talent and diversity. Join our community at apregroup.com. That's A-P-R-E-S group.com. I'm Jennifer Gevsky, your host and co-founder of Apre. Each week, I'll be talking to women who inspire, speakers, authors, coaches, and other experts with valuable tips and insights, along with employers who are hiring women returning to work or just repositioning their careers. Maxie McCoy is a writer and speaker obsessed with giving women the tools they need to believe in themselves. She is truly a force. Maxie has been featured on Good Morning America, Forbes, Fortune, Inc., Bustle, and many more. She was most recently chosen as the spokesperson for Microsoft's How to Land Your Dream Job campaign. She has an awesome new book coming out in 2018 called You're Not Lost, which I'm so excited to hear about. Hello, Maxie, and welcome to The After Show. Hi, Jen. Thank you so much for having me. I am so, so excited to talk to you today for a couple reasons. One, my fabulous producer, Jenny, raves about you, and you're one of these people who has this internal light that just emits everywhere you go. And then I'm really excited to talk to you about a topic that I think we we run into every day here at Opry, which is women who don't believe in themselves and don't get the most out of their abilities. I can't wait to talk to you about all of those things and then some, because I think it's it's really running rampant and it's something that'll you know improve our lives collectively. Yes. Yeah, so let's dive right in. So tell Do us it. about tell us about your platform. Yeah, you know, so my platform really was born from this incredible experience building the global communities for Levo, which is a destination specifically for millennial women. And what was happening while I was on the road was I was having all these kind of top line career conversations, how to navigate office politics, how to negotiate your salary. And then we would have dinner afterwards and, you know, all these women wanted to talk about, it didn't matter if we were in, you know, on the rooftop having dinner in Milan or we were in Miami or we were in Dallas, the same thing kept coming up that, you know, these top line career issues um, had so much more going on below the surface and below the surface really was women not believing in themselves and having a lot of these universal experiences that they were navigating and experiencing. Um, and it, it just was clear to me it was so universal. So back then I started writing about it, um, just writing a, lo- a lot about these lessons. And, you know, that was, gosh, that was four years ago now. And what happened while doing that? I never planned on turning um, that writing into where I am today, writing and speaking full time, obsessed with giving women the tools they need to believe in themselves. And I never would have seen myself here. But what happened was that audience started to build. um, And I really let those women lead me here. They kept asking me, um, for more, for more writing, um, for more in-person experiences. And, you know, over the course of those years, I eventually built out this platform that really is all about that, all about building self-belief in women. And, you know, the way that I do that personally is just really lending my voice um, in front of my audience and other audiences um, 
who really care about the same things. And, you know, I'm, I'm here for one reason in this world, which is the global rise of women. And I think that, you know, when we really can see all that we are and, and really believe in our ability um, to move forward, that's, that'll be a natural, a natural output to that. So, I mean, I mean, you're getting at the core of so many, so many of our own issues, which yeah. is, I think that in in many ways, we are our own worst enemy and continue Absolutely. to be. Yeah. Why? Why is this? I mean, I it is the big question mark, right? The the big um, question of you know why we do this. I think we can't actually talk about confidence and self belief in women without talking about you know, the, the very macro issues, whether you want to talk about the patriarchy or cultural norms or, you know, just these, these very large structures that tell us from the very beginning all the things that we, um, we should feel that are wrong with us. And I think, you know, getting past those layers and being able to identify that, you know, some of this self-doubt, it isn't just our fault. We don't just, you know, it's, it's, it doesn't have to be self-loathing, right? Because that's a lot of what we do when we realize that we're not confident. We're like, oh my God. And then I feel bad about the fact that I'm not confident because I should be. And I think being able to understand, um, you know, a lot of the factors that exist is is a big part of it. Um, and, you know, and then it, it really is just about being in a place where we feel like we can talk about achievements, we can be open and vulnerable, we can ask for help. Um, and I think that is a lot of what ends up holding us back. So what is the biggest mistake that you see women making today? Oh, I, when it know, comes to sort of confidence yeah. and, and getting what they want. You know, I really think that, you know, there is so much, you know, when we talk about being able to get what we want or where we want to get, um, which is a lot of what I'm focused on right now, you know, I think that there is, um, there's so much conversation, right, around, you know, that all of this is an inside job. All of this is controlled by, um, you know, what we think and what we're thinking about and how we control, you know, our own feelings. And I am on that train and then some. However, <laughs> I think that there is, a, you know, and this is like a little bit provocative, but I think that there is a necessary component of external validation that is needed to get momentum. Um, and what I mean by that is, you know, how often are we asking, um, you know, the people around us, the people that really believe in us, what they think. Um, one of the big turning points in, in my own personal career came when I did a survey of the 25 people that I felt like were my biggest cheerleaders and no matter what saw, um, really saw me in the way that I hoped to see myself, really saw all of the good and all of the wonderful. And I had a friend do an anonymous survey to them and compile all the answers. And, and the questions were things like, you know, what am I best in the world at? Where do you see me in five years? What are the things that um, they thought were holding me back or how I was holding myself back? And then I was able to look at all those answers. Jen, I still look at those answers to this day and they'll make me cry. Um, because those people that were my cheerleaders, they saw for me what I wasn't ready to see yet, um, which was that I did need to be running my own business. I did need to, you know, take these 
take these steps that really honestly scared the crap out of me um, to put myself out there and, and put a voice out there and, and really create work that mattered the most to me. And I think that, you know, us being able to turn to our cheerleaders and to turn to the people that really see us and ask those questions is sometimes the external validation, the, mem the momentum we need to just get into action. So let's dive a little deeper into how you help women. Yes. Um, how, how do you help women be more productive or be more organized? Yeah. So, you know, one of the things that I, you know, I, I, I say often, you know, I'm not a coach. I am not um, a guru. I'm not an, like insane expert. I am someone who has spent years on the road talking to women. And, you know, in that experience, I've been able to really identify and hear a lot of the problems that were you know, that we're all going through. When you look at this productivity piece, right, of, oh, I need to get all of this done, or, you know, Rome is always going to be burning. Um, and I think we all know that. There is there is no day where everything is checked off of our to-do list. And, you know, one of the big things that I think is just so important is really figuring out what matters the most. You know, when you are able to have that, um, that understanding of, you know, it's not about figuring out your entire passion and purpose in life. Like, I think that is an evolving thing. And I think if we all knew it, we would already be doing it. But at least having some understanding of what does matter most to you, what is, you know, what are the things that light you up and energize you the most and being able to um, design what you get done in a day around that will ensure that like you at least feel good. Um, and then on a very micro level, and this is something that I do every day, um, is really just writing, you know, because that to-do list is never going to get done and because Rome will always be burning, for me, it's about figuring out, you know, what are the what are the top three things that if I get those done today, I will at least feel good, you know, when my head hits the pillow um, because that which really mattered got done. Um, the rest of it, you know, will be there for tomorrow or the next day. How do you advise women on, and I totally agree with you. I think yeah. that, um, you know, writing down a list of things that if you get those things done, you'll feel like you've accomplished what you had to accomplish for yeah. the day. But how do you advise women on, you're going to disappoint other people because you yeah. can't be everything to everyone. You can't be everywhere. What do you what do you talk to uh, women on that? How do you talk to women on that? Yeah, I you know I think that 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 likability piece, and I'm not you know, and I would ask you this, Jen, as well, of, you know, your experience with this, because I think as we go on through our careers, I don't know if I don't I don't know if it ever um, feels better to disappoint someone. I don't know you know if that. Um, ever actually goes away. But what I do know is that, you know, we have to say no. Um, that that no, I mean, we see that in every piece of women's leadership, you know, um, literature. We see it, you know, in articles everywhere. We're talking about it now. And, and I don't mean to make that sound cliche, but I think the thing that doesn't get said and, and the conversation that I have with women all the time is that when you when you do say no, the thing no one talks about is you're going to piss some people off. Like knowing that there is fallout from no is really important so that you are 
so that you're ready, so that you know, like saying no doesn't feel good. And I feel like we're always writing and talking about it like it's the best thing you have to do and this is great and this is gonna feel awesome. No, it like it feels like crap. Um, and I think when we know that and when we're ready for that, we can stand in our knowing that, you know, sometimes the biggest yes that we can say to ourselves is the no to other people. And that no may not feel good and, and being ready for that just, you know, I don't know if it makes the disappointment go away, but I know that it it at least prepares you for it. Yeah. I, somebody who I follow on Twitter, I can't, is some celebrity. I don't know if it's Amy Schumer or yeah. Amy Poehler, but one of the she Amy's. has a great, one of the Amy's that are <laughs> amazingly brilliant had a great saying, which is make no a complete sentence. Oh. And I was like, yeah, like yeah. we always feel bad. We always have to justify our action. And there is something certainly innate in me that I, you know, as much as I try and tell myself that it doesn't matter what people think or whatever, you do want to be liked. Yeah. And I do think women have this more than men or the way men take answers is different than the way women take answers. Um, So I think if a guy just says, no, I can't do it, the other guys are like, oh, okay. Yeah. If you say that to women, (laughs) there's there's judgment and, and, you know, one of the things that I say all the time is women have to stop judging each other. We have to. It's our biggest, yeah, it's our biggest, one of our biggest problems. 100%. And I think, you know, so much of that judgment of other people is actually just a reflection of the judgment within. And, you know, the more that we can become anchored in ourselves, the less that that judgment of other people happens. Yes, but that's the problem. Like yeah. um, with being a mom, you know, yeah. it's it's you're constantly comparing yourself to the perfect mom. I do this, mm-hmm. and by the way, social media does not help, especially it does Facebook. Not help. Nope. You know, you're on Facebook, nope. and it's like, there's the mom. It's the Fourth of July party. It's a perfect party. Her family's no. over. The kids are perfect. Everyone's dressed in red, white, and blue. They've got the red, white, and blue cupcakes. <laughs> and I'm like, I am the biggest loser. Like, I am not pulling that together. For I, the- I'm wearing yellow. What did I do? <laughs> <laughs> right. No, I I totally understand. I think you know, I was actually just texting with a friend about this this morning. Of you know, the the obsessive tethering that we have to our devices is this like ongoing feedback loop of comparison to Jennifer, everything that you just said of the way that, you know, when we are looking at other people constantly, it just becomes this mirror of judgment back to ourselves. And I think, you know, there's a lot that we can't control in the world, but we can control the mindless scrolling, the unintentional, um, just like obsession with other people's lives. And the more that we separate ourselves from that, the more, I mean, geez, the more calm we just feel. So I want to uh, drill a little deeper into women returning to the workforce because yeah. it's obviously what we focus on here at Opry. So women who have taken career breaks, um, some for a short period of time, others for mm-hmm. a decade or longer. And what advice would you give to to that woman who's been out of the workforce, who maybe yeah. lacks confidence, who's looking to return? Yeah, I think so much, um, you know, that it is such an important, important aspect that, you know, we are coming back in to the workforce, that we are stepping back in. And I think that, you know, in, in so many of my conversations with women, you know, one of the one of the big barriers to doing anything to you know really creating that level of progress is re- wanting so much for the big picture to happen immediately for that step back in to be the perfect step 
um, for it to be the, the right career and the right choice and the right reentrance. Um, but really, it's it's not about having that big, perfect picture all figured out. It really just is putting that aside and being willing to take one small step, one tiny step forward that brings back energy, that brings back excitement, and then doing that again, and then doing that again, and then doing that again. And eventually that opens up the path of where we want to be, but it doesn't, it will never get there unless we choose to take a small step. And I think the emphasis on the small is what allows it to be more relatable. It allows it to be more digestible and manageable. We can take one small step, even if that just is, you know, asking ourselves, you know, from all of our past career experiences, what has been the thing that energized us the most? And then doing some research on, you know, what are the jobs that align with that? And then having two phone calls with someone that then aligns further, right? Those small steps eventually create some bonfire of self-believing. Yeah, you know, it's funny because I think that you're 100% right. And it's so, it, it's almost like the person, I use so many diet analogies, which I think says something <laughs> about me too. But, but it's like when someone has a lot of weight to lose and think, yeah. oh my gosh, I've got to lose 75 pounds or I've got to lose, you know, whatever the number is. Yeah. And it's so daunting that they're like, I oh, forget it. As I can't do to, it. Yeah. Right, I can't do it. It's too, it's too much as opposed to, I just have to get through today totally. and be successful today and I'll worry about tomorrow, tomorrow. And I agree with you. First of all, going back into work is very daunting yeah. if you've been out for a significant period of time. It's not, it's not something that's easy to do and it's certainly not somebody, something that, especially when you're lacking confidence, which mm -hmm. we find women who are returning to the workforce tend to lack confidence, especially when you're at that sort of vulnerable state, it is hard, super yeah. hard to do. Yeah. And I think, you know, I think it, it is so hard and your, your diet reference is actually just completely spot on because there's actually tons of research that shows when our goals are set and we're obsessing over things that go beyond 90 days, it actually demotivates us. We feel a lack of motivation in that because it's, it's too hard to accomplish. You feel like you have plenty of time. You feel like you're biting off, you know, more than you can chew. There's a lot of reasons that those small steps um, are incredibly important. And I'm also laughing while you, uh, while you said that too, because um, so when I was working on my book deal, I had some like very clear things that had to happen before we shopped my book proposal out. And I will never forget, I walked out of the meeting being like, oh my God, I feel like someone just told me to go and lose a hundred pounds in 30 days. Like, <laughs> I don't know if I can do this. So that, uh, that metaphor is really spot on. Well, let's talk about your book. I'm so excited. Oh. You've got a new book coming out in 2018 entitled yeah. You're Not Lost. Where, where'd you get the inspiration to write a book? So I have been a writer from, I, I want to say out of the womb, but you know, my very first book was The Magnificent Life of Maxie McCoy in the fourth grade. <laughs> so I have been, um, I have been, you know, just writing for years, but I, you know, the, you're not lost was gifted to me from all of these conversations with all of these women around the world. And, um, and the one thing, Jennifer, that I heard over and over and over again, and it didn't matter how old they were or what life stage um, was just this experience of, I feel so lost. 
um, and really wanting to be able to provide an answer to that. Um, and that answer really being that we do have to focus on us and, and believing in all that we are and in the skills and talents that we have created over, you know, however many amount of years and experience. Um, and and the, those things will eventually help us find our way. Well, I love the title of the book, You're Not Lost, because I, I, you know, you said it before, which is I think people feel they're alone or they feel they're the only ones that are experiencing emotions, uh, certain emotions. And again, when you're, when you're talking about women who have taken career breaks, I know this happened to me personally, you know, when I was out and thinking about coming back into the workforce, I felt so alone. I felt like I was the only one who had ever gone down this path and Yet there's this entire community, literally millions of women in the United States alone who are in the same boat. And and we all have the same feelings and we all have the same insecurities. And I think for me, it, it, it gives me such joy when I hear stories of women who had those same fears and doubts and yet went out and crushed it and found a job. And again, like you said, maybe it wasn't their ideal job at the beginning, but ultimately made it to the job that they love and, mm-hmm. you know, overcame mm-hmm. all of those obstacles. I think it's, I, you're so right. And I think it honestly speaks to the testament of the community that you're building and, and having a place where women can come together as they're going back into the workforce. We all need that. We all need to know that there are people who have experienced what we've experienced and at any stage of the game it exists because we are all in you know this this beautiful collective experience together so we're running out of time unfortunately our time has gone by so well, we quickly we could do this what? for all day I know. <laughs> I know so as our last point what is what is your final piece of advice to women who are listening to this podcast about how to move forward with their job search um, and how to take that first step. I really believe in everything in my bones that when we are able to look within um, and to know that where we're at, even if it's not where we want to be, is going to lead us somewhere as long as we take small steps that energize us, whatever that is, And letting that be enough, not judging it, not thinking it needs to be bigger, not thinking, you know, that we need any more validation than we actually do. Just keep going. I think that is, um, that is key because action is what will drive the confidence, not the other way around. We can't incite this, you know, amazing sense of self-belief until we take one step. Um, And when we do, the rest will open up and and we'll start to believe in ourselves in the way that we're talking about if we get into action first. I love it. I I agree with you 100%. I think that once women start the process and have small victories or even small failures, if you look at failures as not, oh, I failed, but as okay, this happened, but I really learned from this, or this, this wasn't great, but hey, I met this person in the process. You know, it's just about putting yourself out there and and eventually things start to happen. I'm a huge believer in that. And yeah. I'm so excited to read your book when it comes oh, out. Oh, thank you. And thank You're you not lost. so much for having me. Oh, thanks, Maxie. It was so much fun. And uh, hopefully we'll have you back on the show when your book comes out. Wonderful. I can't wait. And I appreciate that. That was writer, speaker, and inspirer Maxie McCoy. 
so much great information to take away from our conversation. The one that really sticks out to me is the concept of small steps and thinking on a micro, day-to-day -day level about what makes us happy. If we take small steps, the bigger picture will eventually open up on its own to a happy, fulfilling career. Learn more about Maxie at MaxieMcCoy.com and look for her book, You're Not Lost, coming out in 2018. Thanks for listening and see you next week.